Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is anything but footy covering the Olympic and Paralympic Games all the time, rather than just once every four years. I'm Michael. And I'm John. And coming up in this episode, a Great Britain sitting volleyball special ahead of the first international sitting volleyball event to take place in the UK since London 2012. And it's a huge tournament for both the men and women as they target qualification for the Paralympics in Paris in 2024. Hello, I'm Steve Allen. I am a member of the Great British Sitting Volleyball Team. My name is Nicole Jodie-Hill, but everyone calls me by my second name, Jodie. My name is John Monroe. Hello, my name is Jessica Fraser. I'm part of the Sitting Volleyball GB team. I lost my leg when I was three years old. I lost my low right leg, so yeah, low knee. I had my accident in 2001, spent nine years, various operations. It was amputated in 2010. For me, I was born with my disability, or disabilities if you like, because I'm a multiple amputee. But this episode of Anything But Footy is not about disability. This episode is about ability, and the ambition to qualify for the Paralympics after taking part as host back in 2012. Qualification for the GB sitting volleyball teams can be achieved at the World or the European Championships, or at a final qualification event next year. John, Jessica and Jodie were all part of the squad in 2012, while Steve is aiming for a Paralympic debut. As a disabled person, it it can, depending on your disability, be difficult to keep fit. And I was in my mid-30s and I was thinking I I need to do something active. And I'd quite like to compete as well. Uh, And there was uh, a taster session for sitting volleyball that they, uh, I, I think, um, Volleyball England ran in Stoke and I went down there and I thought, well, this works quite well for me. Let's, uh, let's take it from there. I went to Roehampton, uh, to the hospital there and I saw a poster. So that was the August. Took a picture of it. Um, October I rang up and the nice gentleman said, come and have a go with us and threw me into GB training. Um, that was a very interesting Monday night at Roehampton University. And then I played my first GB game in the January. 
I went to an open day. Uh, there was a few sports um, there, and um, I really enjoyed the setting volleyball. Basically, there was like they had basketball, wheelchair tennis, tennis, and a few other things. And the um, there's, there's a sitting volleyball team. And this is at the very sort of start, the very beginning, sort of in um, back in 2009. And so I didn't really over pursue it, pursue it straight away. But then um, sort of I started, uh, there was a local team. I was living in London at the time. There was a local team. So I sort of joined that and, and there was the Grand Prix and a bit of momentum behind it back then. There was a letter that my mum had and it was with my professor and he put a footnote at the end of our um, consult session and he said, I asked Jessica what she wanted to do when she grew up and she said she wanted to be a Paralympian and there's no doubt in my mind that she will. And obviously, fast forward, I think, eight years, I debuted at London 2012. I don't think there's any words to describe how it like fully felt. It was just so surreal. Um, it felt like I was out of my body looking and it was just a surreal experience. Um, I had a young baby at the time as well. So I did take some time out before the Paralympics and had my son Nico. And I came back afterwards and trained very, very hard um, to get selected for London 2012. I've got two young kids, um, so they keep me very busy. And uh, I work full time, basically. I work in IT for an uh, insurance company. And yeah, so work kids and, and I try to squeeze volleyball in as much as I can. It is very challenging, um, I have to admit, because um, it puts a lot of burden onto my wife as well. And I, um, I'm not originally from this country. I came from Australia about 20 years ago. My wife is actually German. So, um, we don't have any grandparents or immediate family here to help us either. So that makes, it does make it hard. So we can't, you know, we, 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 it's always one of us has to be on duty pretty much. I've got a full-time job. I work for Garth Owen Garden Centre, which is in Hampshire. Um, I guess my job is basically everything. I just fill holes. Um, which is great because it means I'm doing something different every day. They gave me a job title of logistics manager, but I'm not really sure <laughs> where that came from. Um, and then on the side, I also teach climbing. I'm a video game developer. I have worked for uh, a few companies. I worked for Sony uh, originally and then uh, Sumo up in Sheffield. And I currently work for a company called Lucid. I was just always a big fan of computer games growing up. And then I went to university and did computer science and I somehow made it into the games industry. I try to be the best, even better than people with two legs, um, just to prove a point. Uh, and I've always loved sports. Um, when I was younger and I always used to run, I never, ever let it stop me. Um, I never let it get the better of me. And I never let the leg define, well, I never let my disability define who I was and limit me in what I can do. Um, it wasn't until middle school that I really, really loved, really started loving sports. Um, my PE teacher, Mr. Millie, he um, was brilliant. And I'll always ever thank him. I still do whenever I see him. Um, but yeah, no, he was amazing. He was an amazing PE teacher. Um, and yeah, my, my, my love of sports fully got cemented there. I think everybody needs a passion, whatever it is. Everybody needs something outside of work or family or something like that. And I think it's, and it definitely helps, um, 
and it's, it's nice to be, I like team sports as well because it's nice to be part of something. So I was never much of an individual sports person. I always liked playing team stuff because you are part of a group, you know, and then when you go away, it's good, you know, it's fun, it's good banter. Even tonight, we're staying here for the weekend. And, you know, tonight it'll be nice. We all sit around and have a chat. It's like a, a little mini holiday as well. And you get to play volleyball. The one thing I will say to people, if you find the sport that's right for you, it is life changing. It's freeing. Um, one of the things I love about sitting volleyball is the fact anyone can play it. You know, as soon as I sat on the floor, everyone's got their own disability. You know, people with legs struggle because they get in the way. You've got to work and adapt to what you've got. So it is a really inclusive sport. I've played it with kids in some of the strangest places and it's, it's just life changing for people. It's fantastic and it's an opportunity that I never thought I'd have really because I was always, um, particularly growing up, I, I'm 40. Um, so I was at school in like the 90s broadly and there just weren't opportunities for disabled sports back then in the way that they kind of are now um so clearly the that things have moved on but for me i i just didn't do any sport at school i did i i tried to take part in p as best i could uh and uh otherwise i was academic i was doing music whatever um so to in my 30s and now now past them um to get the chance to do this is is fantastic and to travel and to see what my limits are is fantastic gb sitting volleyball player steve allen this is anything but footy a gb sitting volleyball special following the program being disbanded after london 2012 uk sport have started funding sitting volleyball again with paris and los angeles genuine targets Michael's been speaking to performance manager Joanna Cook. It's definitely growing again from 2012. It's, it obviously had a hit with um, the lack of funding from UK Sport. Um, but in 2021, we managed to bid for some funding. We've got National Squad Support Fund, which is a minimal level of support to get a sport started again on a performance aspect to support the Great Britain senior squads to go and compete and show they can progress get some stability back within the organisation um, and grow it and see what we can do. So it's in a really good place now. Um, obviously, we've, we've learned a lot from 2012 and the experiences that we went through there. Um, but we're very grateful that for the support we've got and the opportunity the funding brings us. And we're really hopeful that we can demonstrate that we want more. We're not going to go away again. And um, it's a, such a positive sport and in such a good place. Because you've got sports, for example, I'm thinking like taekwondo and triathlon, both sort of recent additions, if you like, to the Paralympics. But their programs are relatively new, but they've gone from sort of zero to hero quite quickly. So with the right backing support, bit of funding, we could have very competitive sitting volleyball teams moving forward. Yeah, I think so. Um, you do need the support to get there, especially on the Paralympic side. It's a lot harder logistically. It's harder with a kind of different cohort of athletes that need some additional support that an Olympic program doesn't necessarily need. Um, the sports you mentioned, they have a long history in the Olympics, you know, so they know how to run a system and they've transitioned really well into para sports. And that's brilliant. We just want to keep making sure that we can follow the same path, make sure our indoor, our sitting and beach can all really progress, progress in this country and then progress on the world stage. 
You must be delighted that UK sport, their strategy now is around medals and more because the medal moments are important. We've enjoyed them from that low watermark of Atlanta in 1996. But actually, it's about getting more people involved. It's sometimes about grassroots and about what sport can do in communities, for example. Yeah, for sure. Sport is, I believe, such an essential thing in everybody's life and it can bring so many positive benefits. And I think from talking to the athletes, you've probably like heard their stories and what they've got from the sport. And I think everyone can get that in a different way that suits their life. So I think it's really important. I mean, obviously, performance and medals brings the cheers, brings the joy. But doing the sport day to day, getting that lovely feeling that you get, getting the mental health that you can get from from doing physical activity, from moving your body, I think is just as important. And we want to make sure that we promote those messages alongside what we're doing, because it's almost that impact we can have on others by sending those messages and getting people involved is, is such it's at the same level as a medal to us. So important. So someone coming to Nottingham for the Silver Nations League, what do they need to know? What are the rules, the regulations? What should they be looking out for in a sitting volleyball match? Yeah, I mean, I guess it's fairly simple. You've got lines for your court. The court's 10 by 6 metres um, and a net in the middle. Those that keep it in the court, get it over the other side, are going to be the people that win. Um, so as soon as it touches down on the court, that's obviously a point to the other side. So um, it's a fairly simple game to pick up to watch. Um, it's fast, which is quite exciting. Um, there's a lot of like movement on the court, um, a lot of shuffling, a lot of falling over because it's just the impact of the game. So it's really exciting to watch. Um, and I think it is quite simple to pick up because the rules are similar to other sports. So you can kind of grasp what you're looking at. Um, and it's just a joy because it's, it's also quite different from a lot of sports. Um, so, I mean, I, from the first time I saw it, I loved it. Um, and I couldn't believe how physically strong and mentally tough and the reactions that you need that are, needs to be so fast. I couldn't quite believe that you could get it in the, in the kind of system that sitting volleyball provides. So yeah, they'll have a great time if they come and watch. And the Silver Nations League, what is the format of that? Great Britain with men's and women's team. Who are we going to see them competing against, for example? Yeah, so we've got um, the men's and women's competition running alongside each other. Um, it's one of the few times that um, Power Volley Europe, which is the International Federation, have allowed it to happen. So we're really happy we can promote both sides of the sport. Um, so we've got Italy, we've got Hungary, Slovenia, Poland, Latvia... Uh, France all coming over um, and there'll be a round robin stage where everyone plays everyone and then it will go through to the semis and finals and placing positions on the Sunday. So the Sunday is that core exciting time to win those medals. But yeah, the matches start on Friday evening all the way through Saturday and then finish off on Sunday afternoon. Are we going to see some British success? Let's hope so. Um, yes, I mean, we're very competitive and we've we've played and beaten all of the teams um, at different times and they've played and beaten us. So it's going to be very competitive. I think that's what makes a really good match. Um, as you know, in, in sport, it can go either way at any point. But I know our athletes are so determined, especially when we're hosting the competition that they really put a show on and they do the very best they can. And that's all we can really ask for. So, yeah, we're very hopeful. We go, we'd love to go for the medals. Joanna Cook, GB Sitting Volleyball's performance manager. Now, nine nations from across Europe will be coming together at Nottingham University from Friday, 
May 19th till Sunday, May 21st for the Silver Nations League. Along with the elite action, there'll be come and try sessions. And if you can't make the event but want to give the sport a go, you can use the Club Finder at the Volleyball England website. So get yourself down to Nottingham University to cheer on the GB sitting volleyball teams in Silver Nations League action. The event starts on Friday evening with matches throughout both Saturday and Sunday. Entry is free. And for more information on the event, go to the website britishvolleyball.org. It's very fast-paced and it can be very exciting and you get some close games, especially at the country level. There's some good teams coming and it will be very exciting. And we would love you to come and cheer for GB and hopefully we can uh, get a medal. Volleyball's a great sport. You don't have to sit there quietly. We want you to make noise. We want you to put the opposition off. We want you to enjoy and cheer and go home and tell people about it and hopefully it will become a bigger sport in this country. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to actually be playing sitting volleyball internationally in the UK. Just come and watch and just shout to the top of your lungs, GB, GB, and hopefully we'll smash it. Sports Social Podcast Network.